Thursday Finance and Barry Preston is talking to Rob Henderson, NAB's Chief Economist for Markets, about where interest rates are heading in Australia. Now, the fact is that the Reserve Bank has now cut interest rates to an historically low level. We've seen the impact of that coming through in terms of more activity in the housing market, rising house prices. The Sydney housing market is up by over 11% in the last 12 months. The national market's up by about 7.5%. So, you know, it's clear the rate cuts so far have at least had an impact on the housing market if it hasn't had much of a broader impact so far. So, look, I reckon you throw another quarter of a percent rate cut on this housing market at the moment, it'd be like throwing some petrol on a fire that's already raging, right? And, and apart from that, Rob, surely the Reserve Bank must also be considering, I mean, they're sitting on a fence, well, not sitting on a fence, but it's razor sharp, their considerations, that yeah. a growing population of self-funded retirees who rely on interest income, now, maybe uh, they're going to be forcing, them, well, by cutting it further, they're going to be forcing them to look at riskier assets, and we know the danger there. Well, you know, that's an interesting proposition, and it's something that the Reserve Bank is cognizant of, but I suppose... You know, the, the way I look at it is that it, bank deposit, which is basically what you're talking about, and, you know, we're really talking about uh, variable rate deposit rates. So we're talking about, you know, at-call money. Um, mm. You know, they've never been a great investment for retirees. So, you know, you look at your typical retirement balance, I think, Barry, you'd find people with investments in stock markets, um, in property, uh, more recently, we've seen quite a lot of interest in retail bonds, so big Australian companies issuing bonds which earn substantial income. And, of course, you know, the dividend yields from some of our major stocks, and I have to mention the banks here, have yes. been pretty good recently. So, look, I mean, the lower interest rates certainly are bad for people with all their money tied up in bank deposits, for sure. But I guess the Reserve Bank actually thinks that by cutting interest rates, it'll push some of that money having sitting in bank deposits somewhere else that will help the economy to grow. And after all, if they cut rates, that will be the objective. Having said that, cutting uh, deposits and uh, people taking their money out of banks, let me move into another area that's uh, contentious. We see it in the media at the moment. It might be a beat-up. House price bubble. Do you think there's such a thing as a house price uh, bubble out there at the moment? Not at the moment, I don't. And, I mean, this is a, actually quite a complicated question. And, and there's really two legs, I think, to the answer. So, you know, the first thing is, you know, what is an asset price bubble? So, you know, house, a house is just an asset. And basically, uh, an, an asset price bubble can be defined as when the expected returns from the asset are lower than the price. Right, so mm-hmm. now, the easiest way to think about that is if you think about an equity, right? So, if, a, if the expected earnings of a company is less than the current price of the company's stock, then you'd be crazy to buy the company, right? So that would be, if you like, a bubble in that in that uh, company's price. Huh? You apply the same thing to the housing market, and I think you know what your average Australian that's in the market at the moment is telling us that they expect that the returns that they'll get from owning a house. Um, are reasonable compared to the price that they're paying. Otherwise, why would you have auction clearance rates at 80% at the moment? Right? Mm. I mean, you know, so so from that perspective, I think, 
you know, you can say it doesn't appear that it is especially overvalued. But the really important second leg is that when prices rise because central banks are loaning too much money, so it's basically a speculative bubble. It's when people can borrow money cheap, put it into a housing market and see the price rise and they double up again and borrow more money and buy another house. Now, that's exactly what was going on in the US. At this stage, there's no evidence that that lending for housing in Australia is actually increasing very rapidly. If anything, if you look at the outstanding balances, they've been going down. So I don't think there's any any evidence to suggest that leverage is pushing up prices in the Australian market. What I really think is that what's happened in the Australian market is that we've had an undersupply of housing being built since about 2005, so the construction of new houses hasn't kept up with the increase in population. And therefore, you know, when I did economics back in 1970, I think it was, Barry at Newcastle University... Mm. Uh, demand is, is uh, running above supply, the price goes up. So oh, this is very it's true. It's a structural problem more than a bubble, if you see mm. what I mean. Okay, leading on from that now, do banks have a formula that would uh, reject borrowers that may be vulnerable to future interest rate rises? I mean, lenders must be chafing at the bit to lend because business is not that good out there. And business, as I said, business lending or business borrowing, uh, the confidence is not there. So do banks have a formula? Well, they, they, I think, I mean, their formula is basically, um, if, you know, somebody goes into, and look, I can't speak for all banks here, but I know no. it's certainly the case at NAB, is that if, um, you know, someone comes in and, you know, they're a new customer, they want to borrow some money to invest in a house, um, you know, normally what the banker will do will put a, if you like, a buffer in there, Barry, right? No. So that's how, I mean, I wouldn't call it a direct formula, but they'll say, all right, well, interest rates are now... Um, X, if, if it goes up by 10% from X, if interest rates were to go up substantially, could you still make the repayments? So you have to pass a test showing that not only can you make the repayments at your current income level and current rates, you have to be able to withstand a significant increase in interest rates before a bank will lend you the money. So that's, that's if you like, how the banks um, protect both the customer, I suppose, and themselves, mm-hmm. people not being able to make future repayments if interest rates go up. Fantastic. We're talking with uh, Rob Henderson, who is the Chief Economist Markets with the National Australia Bank. Rob, what do you see as a real dangers facing us, this is the Australian economy, in employment and government regulations? Of those, what are the biggest problems we see? Well, look, we've got a couple of problems in both of those areas, I'm, I'm sorry to say, in my view, Barry. And um, on the employment side, I mean, it's interesting that the unemployment rate has been around 5.7% for the last couple of months. It has ticked up from lows we saw a year or so ago, but it hasn't risen dramatically. Um, but in a way, I think that paints over the fact that the labour market's quite weak. And one of the numbers that doesn't get much of a mention on the headlines when these labour market numbers come out, but one that I often look at, is what is the trend in jobs growth in our economy at the moment? So this is like a 12-month moving average, which has a weighting pattern which gives more... Uh, prominence to recent readings. The answer in the latest set of numbers was that employment is falling at a rate of about 4,200 a month. So we're not generating any jobs, haven't done so on average in the last few months. And that must mean that the unemployment rate will go higher ahead. So that's that's an issue that Australia is going to have to face. And that's one of the reasons why we think there's still a prospect of potentially at least another rate cut from the Reserve Bank. 
Um, on the government regulation side, um, we've got a very over-regulated economy, I think, at the moment. Lots yeah. of red tape, green tape, you name it, right? Mm. So I think, Barry, you know, the current government has pledged to try and reduce that. I mean, I haven't, I've heard this before. <laughs> I can remember Ted Henry, when he was appointed uh, to the Secretary of the Treasury, um, I can't remember who was the actual Prime Minister at the time, but it would have been Rudd or perhaps even John, must have been John Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember him saying one of his keys was to reduce red tape. Well, <laughs> you know, it's still out there. But mm-hmm. look, more seriously, um, I think we've got a bit of a spending problem in Australia. I think Australian governments over the past couple of, you know, three terms at least, have gradually increased the expenditure share of GDP that the government's involved in. So basically what I'm saying is government spending's too high. And we heard a lot running up to the last election, Australia had a revenue problem. I don't think we've got a revenue problem. I think we've got a spending problem. In other words, the government's spending too much. And unfortunately, it's middle-class welfare that's been built up over the past three governments or so, which is contributing to that. We've got about two minutes left, uh, Rob. Uh, NAB's business survey released recently indicated post-election business uh, sentiment had dropped about five points. Now, what is that and where do you get those sort of figures? Um, well, our business survey is a, a proper statistically based s- sample. So it's designed you know, in, in accordance with state-of-the-art statistical practice. Um, and it basically draws from businesses from the Bureau of Statistics business database. So incredibly accurate numbers, I guess, the first point I'd make, uh, Barry. Mm-hmm. Look, the other thing is that you just mentioned business confidence. I, I should say that at an index number of five, as you just mentioned, although it was down from 12, it's still pretty solid. So business confidence is a lot better than we've seen for a few years, even at that level. And, uh, another statistic from this survey is business conditions, and business conditions is something which measures what's actually going on in the firms in the survey. So it's a very good month-by-month update on how firms are travelling, and small businesses and medium-sized businesses, big businesses can track how their industries are going looking at these numbers ahead. Rob, on behalf of everyone at 2NURFM and Newcastle, thank you very much indeed, and we've uh, spent a little bit of time with Rob Henderson, the Chief Economist, Markets at the National Australia Bank. Keep safe.